Hello and welcome to this podcast with Pastor Tony Paolo, recorded live at Restoration Church of Rhode Island. Enjoy today's message. So we're going to talk about the church, something I'm super passionate about. The book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. Let's turn to that now. And then we're going to be showing you two scriptures. The first scripture is going to be in the New Living Translation. And the next scripture is going to be in the Passion Translation. So the title of today is The Church Perfect and Full of Purpose. We are, we're going to learn today in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, that we are perfect for each other. It's important. And, and today is going to be a message that's going to help you uh, change the way you think about church. Because it's a little disturbing to me that some people can still call themselves disciples of Christ and say, I don't need the church. So today we're going to change that. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. Let's get that scripture up. And he, he says this. The Apostle Paul says this. He makes, who's he? Yeah. Jesus. Jesus makes the whole body fit together perfectly. That's full of good stuff right there. I have that underlined in the Bible. Everyone here, we are fit together. Now, we're talking about Jesus now. He fits everyone together perfectly. As each part does its own special work. So This part here is going to challenge some of you. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow. As you do your part, you help me grow. If you didn't do your part, you would ruin my mojo. If I didn't do my part, it would ruin your mojo. So let's continue on. So that the whole body is healthy. Everybody like a healthy body? And growing and full of love. Now the passing translation says it this way. For his body, this is Jesus now. For his body has been formed in his image and is closely knit and joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts. Everyone here is a member. I want you to raise your hand. Everyone here in the house is a member. You are a member of the body. Everyone raise your hand. If you're a believer, raise your hand because you're a member of the body of Christ. You've been given a divine gift. Well, Pastor Tony, I'm still trying to figure out what my gift is. I'm just waiting on the Lord for him. You discover your gift when you're part of something. See, if you, if you disconnect your arm, sorry for the gross illustration, and put it aside... The arm would cease to exist to be part of the body, thereby not being useful to part of the body. But here it says, every member, you've been given a divine gift by Jesus to contribute. Everybody say contribute. contribute. That means to give. That means to give instead of taking. That means instead of being on the wagon, you're part of pulling the wagon. We have a, in our world, you know what I realize in society? We have a lot of takers. You ever meet a taker? You're like, oh my goodness, all they want is they take, 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 take. Take. The cross is about giving. So this is about contributing to the growth of all. And these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body. We are built up and made perfect in 
love. This is my second sermon that, and you know, you may ask Pastor Tony, like, why are you so passionate? Well, because I pastor a church that equips people. I pastor a church that is training people for the work of the ministry. And so this is my second uh, uh, sermon. Last week I preached a message on the church, and today I wanted to title this one, Perfect and Full of Purpose. And in my studies, in my church uh, history studies, and also visiting Germany recently, I wanted to know where it, where uh, along the way in history did we change from having the dynamic and the nuance of the early church into ha developing a mindset where church is about all, everybody just driving to this building, sitting down, listening to a guy, and sitting for an hour and a half and then going home. Where, like, what happened along the way? And I shared this with you last year sometime, and I wanted to share with you again because I told you I would. But the word church is used in the New Testament 115 times. The Greek word church is used 115 times. And, it, and it's just two Greek words. The first Greek word is ekklesia. And that word ekklesia is used 113 times. And that word in the Greek actually means called out ones, being called out from your home into a public square, into a public setting for the purpose of deliberating major issues, social issues, political issues, and making major decisions. In fact, major decisions were made because the church was out in the marketplace saying, this is how we're going to think. This is how we're going to, I'm not talking about Facebook. Facebook don't count. The marketplace is actually getting into the realm of darkness and stop praying your way out of your job that's dark and mean and where people swear. God put you there for a reason. So for 113 times, the ecclesia church was used. Only twice was it used in this other Greek word, which is kuriokos, which is reserved for a physical, actual building where people of the Lord would gather together, sit down, listening to a guy speak, and then going home. So I discovered, because I wanted to know where along the line, after Jesus ascended from, 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 from earth to heaven, and he said to the church, hey, listen, man, change your atmosphere, Jerusalem, Judea, and, all, and, and Samaria, and all the other parts of the world. I, somewhere along the line, it changed. Where did the, the dynamic go where the church was about the streets, now it's about the seats? Where did we go from serving to sitting? Last week, I released an email. Do you remember the email I sent out? Equipping people at rcri.app. So I released this email, equipping people, and we have it on the, on the screen, equipping people at rcri.app. And I had this brilliant idea. I said, this is a Holy Spirit download. And I thought it was a great idea. Don't you, for those of you who were here last week, didn't you think it was a great idea? Didn't you think it was a great idea? So I said... If you're not part of ministry of this church, send us an email saying, this is my name, these are my passions, this is my story, these are the things that I love to do, these are the things I would love to get involved in. So I released that email, it was so exciting, it was so exciting, because how many, guess how many emails we got back? One. Thank you for saying sorry. One person! I'm like... I thought this was a good idea, Jan. I says, God, you gave me this idea 3 o'clock in the morning when I couldn't sleep. So I said, let me bring it back because I know you're busy. 
This is for the sole purpose here, because this is about being connected to the body here. We're talking about discovering your gifts, and I'm, it's kind of it's crazy how people want to discover their gifts apart from the body. It's kind of it's crazy. People want to discover their gifts, but want to stay away from, but from someone else, okay? And so that email is for the, for the sole purpose of saying, you know what? I want to be connected. I'm uncomfortable, but I want to be connected. So I wanted you to know that when I was doing my research, it was 300 years after the ascension of Jesus. When Jesus was ascended to heaven, 300 years after that, a gentleman by the name of Constantine became emperor. He became emperor, then he becomes a Christian. Then because he's emperor, he says, I'm going to mandate that every person, you have to be a Christian. And he outlawed every other faith and every other religion. And then not only did he force everyone to become a Christian, he taxed everyone. And then he taxed everyone, and from that money that he taxed everyone with, he started building buildings and calling it the church. So up until that point, the church was homes and small groups. Transformation took place under, uh, under candlelight with dinners and, and, and something to drink and, and talking about scriptures and talking about the things of Jesus. Now, Constantine says, we're taking the tax money and building these large buildings. Enter onto the scene Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, but the German uh, priest who's the leader of the Protestant Reformation. He enters he doesn't like what's going on, and, and this is the formulation of the Catholic Church, okay? So if you're Catholic, it's a good idea to do your history, to do your research, and you'll find that the Catholic Church wants to keep you from knowledge, keep you from understanding Scripture. Because what Martin Luther King did was he, tra- he, he, he translated the Scriptures that were written in Latin, only understandable to clergy and to scholars, and he translated into everyday language, which at that time was German. So he decided, now go back to those two words, ecclesia and kyriokos. He decided, he said, I want to actually use the word ecclesia and not kyriokos. I actually want to use and go back to the organic church and not make it about large buildings, but make it about fellowship. Make it about transformation that takes place, restoration that takes place through equipping of the body of Christ. So now we have small groups and we have home groups and all that stuff. But in the whole aspect of how we equip people, we equip people by being, if you're equipped, if the equipping experience ends at the conclusion of the service, that's not equipping. If this is your only meal, you're in trouble been noticing some of you looking kind of anemic if this is all you eat is today you have a problem here and the whole mantra of equipping and small groups played an essential role in the rapid growth of christianity so martin luther says when he wrote when he translated the bible in 1522 he says i want to use the word ecclesia because i want to remain as organic to the early church as possible so now we're here in 2020 meeting in buildings and i'm saying god how do we get back how do we get back to the mantra of the early church where if if we had if the russians were to invade us and shut down all the churches we would still have church you know why because we'd be meeting in your basement we'd be meeting in your living room we'd be meeting in your dining room drinking coffee not a problem in the world Church would continue. So every system, now I read this scripture. Paul begins this passage. He says, Jesus makes the whole body fit together 
perfectly. He makes the entire body. I mean, how can each of the body's systems work so well together? The circulatory system, the digestive system, the endocrine system, the muscular system, the nervous system, the skeletal. How can all of these systems work together to accomplish maintaining the body and maintaining the organs? Now, if one of these systems were to fail to operate, you go to the ER. You go to your doctor to, to get diagnosed, to make sure that that system continues to operate. And the whole aspect, every system is responsible for something. And whether you like it or not, everybody has a part. And whether you like it or not, that person helps you become more like Jesus. And I said this last week. I said sometimes we, we get aggravated with people, but the aggravation that you get through your brother or sister is the person that's making you more like Jesus. But believe it or not, if you keep people around you that think the same, that act the same, that process the same as you, there's no growth. You grow when you have people around you as iron sharpens iron. Think sandpaper. <laughs> so Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus makes the whole body fit together original design original plan the passion translation says it this way his body was formed in his image for his purpose and you know what we've we've made church so about us pastor tony i'm looking for a church and i want i want to you know i visited six churches and then they go on to complain about the sixth church and you know the lord is leading us to come to your church lord ain't leading you to come to my church stay away because all you're doing is complaining we've made church about oh, i want to be fed i want a place where my children are fed i want a place where the worship speaks to me i want a place where where i can i can get the miracles without really committing to the message i want a place where i actually i i could be fed but not led feed me and i'm out the door don't lead me don't bother me i'll see you next week we've made church so about us when the past when the passage tells us that the church is made in his image for his purpose now here's the deal as each part this is a challenge now this part might challenge some of you as each part does its own special work every part does its own special work it helps the other parts to grow this is the part now Remember that email I told you about, equipping people? Did you see that? Did you think, I thought it was a great idea. I felt like the Lord gave me the idea, but just, got, just let's move on. Equipping people, you forgot? Equipping people at rcirri.app. There he goes, rcri. As each part does its, why is it special? Well, because it's the work that, if you don't do it, it won't get done. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts to grow. But pastor, what if there's a part of the body that's not doing this special work? Sometimes there's a part of the body that doesn't work. Sometimes there's a part of the body that never worked. Sometimes there's a part of the body that just doesn't want to work, that refuses to work. Sometimes there's a part of the body that all they do is, is give, all they do is take and never give. Sometimes there's a part of the body that causes pain. This is how it works. When you do your job, when you do your part of the ministry, somebody else gets blessed. Someone else grows as a result of you doing your part as part of the body of 
Christ. You don't get to sit back and watch us sweat. You don't get to sit back and watch us work and say, I'm a disciple of Christ, and all we see you is for 45 minutes on a Sunday morning. Paul says it clearly. We have to pay attention to this. There's no way that we can walk out of here and go, yeah, yeah, it was a good speech. Father Paolo was a good speech. No. Equipping people at RCI. Melissa, help me out. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. We don't get to ignore this here. And this is, this is it. We, and I stated before, restoration comes from equipping. You see, when you're doing what God has called you to do, you live under divine favor. And Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. There's things that happen when you live under your obedient calling that doesn't happen when you're trying to pray it through. There are things that are accomplished when you obey God that don't get accomplished when you're trying to pray. So Paul says, we fit together perfectly, each using our own gift, all kinds of people. Jesus said, I didn't come for the healed. I came for the broken people. I came for the sick people. So years ago, Pastor Manzo said, Lord, send us people that no one else wants. And here we are. Just you and me. Doesn't make you feel special, doesn't it? But it's, it, you don't come, if you're healed and you're perfect, you're not going to find a place here. But if you're trying to figure life out, if there's bits and pieces of you trying to, you know, you're trying to put things back together, you, you're going to find a spot right here at Restoration Church of Rhode Island. I remember years ago, we got to notice my um, eight-year-old, nine-year-old, Samantha, Samantha, yep. And, and don't ask me the other kids' names. So her teacher sends a note. Kindergarten. Please, every, about every month, Pastor Mike, please send in more crayons. I'm like, what are you doing with these crayons? What's happening? She goes, and she's in kindergarten. She don't know. I'm like, what? Crayons? And I'm a Crayola kind of guy, so we're buying Crayolas. I'm spending $20 a month on Crayola crayons. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, the one with the sharpener and the white crayon? Remember the white crayon? That was really useful. But anyway, I'm like, what is going on here? Why are we sending crayons every month? So I go to parent-teacher. I'm like, I'm going to go in. My wife said, I'll go with you. No, no, no. I want to set this straight. I want to find out what are you doing with these crayons. I confront the lady. I'm like, why are we? I'm, my budget has increased over the last six months because I'm buying crayons every month. She goes, I'm like, what are you doing with the crayons? She goes, well, the crayons break. So I say to her, broken crayons still color. I'm like, what are you doing with the broken crayons? She goes, we throw them away. I'm like, are you crazy? You can make, you can make candles out of those. So I tell you what, the, broke, the more broken your story, the more useful you are for the kingdom of God. So don't discount yourself. The more you disqualify yourself, God is qualifying you. God says, oh, I hear all the stuff you're saying, but you're perfect for the job. So if you don't do your part, it messes me up. If you don't do your part, if you do your part, if you express your gifts, and Lady Sarah got up here, and I was like, okay, she's got some stuff in her. My mind is racing now. You see, when she does her part, someone else benefits. 
We're all connected to the body of Christ. So Paul says we are perfect for each other. So what the, the, the key thing is I don't like it when a part of the body doesn't work. I don't, I don't like it. Because it just, you know what? I mean, when a part of the body doesn't work, we call that a, a, a flu, a virus. We call that a cold. There's a part of the body that's not functioning. You go to the doctor, cancer, something is not happening. And, and you want to be a, a, a vital part of the body to make sure that this is moving uh, uh, forward. Ye years ago, they, they, they began to remove appendixes, and the, it was causing pain. And scientists to this day, they really don't know what an appendix does. But years ago, when they first removed it, they were like, let's take it out, see what happens. <laughs> You're good, so go home. It's the appendix. And now it's, they, they don't even call it a surgery. They call it a procedure. They, call, they, they make a little slit the size of a dime and just vacuum it out of your body, give you an uh, ibuprofen, and send you home. I don't want to be the appendix. But yet there are people that are looking. See, God, Jesus invited broken people, resisted toxic people. So when someone who's toxic wants to come to this church, under the name of the Lord is leading me. And, and I hear, listen, I know every pastor in Rhode Island. I know every pastor in the region. So when you come here speaking ill of other pastors, I'm like, no, thank If you're speaking ill of him, you're going to speak ill of me. I don't, I, you know what? Toxic people, and they're telling me, Pastor Tony, it's a circus over there. I'm like, they need their clown back then. Go back. <laughs> we embrace broken people, resist toxic people. So when you're a part, a healthy, everybody say Healthy. Healthy doesn't mean perfect. Two different things. Healthy means your body is supposed to, uh, your body, when, healthy means even when you're sick, your body is fighting off that sickness. And so that's why I, we resist always putting our kids on, on, on antibiotics. I'm like, you let your body work it out for natural cults because your body naturally fights off diseases and fights off dysfunction. So what Paul is saying here, you are perfect for each other for his purpose we think it's our per oh i got a purpose god has a plan for my life i'm so important look at me it's not for our purpose it's for his purpose we're perfect for his purpose and and we have people that want to discover their gifts but be a part of the body we call them groupies oh there's a prophet in warwick let's go to warwick what church do you go to? Well, I'm not really a part of the church. I just kind of hop around like a bunny rabbit. But they're trying to discover their giftings apart from the body of Christ. Oh, the prophet's going to be in Attleboro. The prophet's going to be in New Hampshire. We'll stay overnight and get a word. You don't get a word. You don't get to discover your giftings by hopping around. You get to discover your giftings by being a part of something that's real. And if you're just hopping around disconnected from the body, we might as well call you a prosthetic hanging around somewhere. One day you'll be connected, but right now you're just there. Paul says you're perfect for each other for his purpose. Don't be living your life with, well, I'm still trying to find my purpose. Well, do you want to do something? No, until God speaks to me. Well, you know, we need somebody in the sound booth. God hasn't told me that yet. Well, you know, we need greeters. You, you know, you, we need an usher. Well, I need, I need God to speak to me. Paul says we're all members. You know how you discover your gift? 
by being a part. You discover who you are. You discover whose you are. You discover your giftings when you, when you are part of the body of Christ. We are perfect for his purpose, and that purpose creates growth. So the Passion Translation says it this way. Every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. Everybody say all. I got to take care of self. I got to take a step back from all the drama. I got to look out for me and my own. I got to look out for my address and my family. I can't worry about anybody. I can't be concerned about anybody else. Well, you're part of the body of Christ, so you better be. We're connected here. And when you disconnect from the body of Christ, if, you were, if, a, if a part of your body ceases to, ceases to function, if blood flow would stop going to that area, and eventually gangrene sets in. We don't want gangrene to set in, do we? Did you, you know that email, right? Equipping people at RCRI. That app. We got, oh, there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. I bought Josh donuts this morning. Because for three weeks, for three weeks, I didn't buy him donuts. So that's why he's doing so good. When I don't buy him donuts, he doesn't do so good. So i got to buy a donut. Mental though. Thank you, Josh. Passionate. Pastor, why are you so passionate? This is an equipping church, man. See, we find God's purpose. We, we are equipped. See, the early church didn't... Notice that the early church... I mean, the issues they faced with persecution, that's pretty... That's kind of at another level. We get so consumed with our prayers and requests that we forget our purpose. We are... Restored, we are healed, we are transformed when we are equipped and stay connected so that the whole body is filled, is healthy. This is what the Bible says so that the whole body is healthy and growing and filled with love. Ladies and gentlemen, don't break the connection. If you break the connection, you lose the supply. The King James says it this way. Joined and knit together by ev what every joint supplies. So there's different parts of the body that are connected through the joint. The joint is what keeps it. The joint is the unity. And the unity is how we get our strength. You can't say, I'm going to find strength and disconnect from the body. Once you disconnect the body, you're going to lose your supply. You're going to lose your focus. You get your strength by being in unity. So we are to adjust our church paradigm. When we are connected to the body, when one hurts, we all hurt. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. When one part, when one part of the body is wounded, you get a wound. You get a black and blue. Guess what? All the white blood cells go to that. Come on. M Melissa, M uh, Linda, all the white blood cells go to that one part of the body that is wounded. And guess what? We pay attention to that part of the body. <laughs> yeah, we're white cells. We're here to help you out. All the, all the, and the white cells are sent by the immune system. We all go and say there's one part of the body that's hurt. And when that part of the body feels better, and so as that part of the body is feeling better, and healed, guess what? Somebody else is wounded and hurt. And that part of the body that is now healed, because she's been equipped, goes to another part of the body and says, hey, we got you. We don't know what's going on in your life, but we're here to help. We're the white cells. <laughs> and we're here to help. The problem is, is when the white cells come to help, and the wound goes, oh, I'm not a people person. 
I don't like anybody crowding me in. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm a jerk. Dude, ooh, your hand's clean. Ah, I don't like anybody touching me. It's flu season. And the body's designed to work a certain way. And you're like, oh, they're so annoying. Every time I come to church, they ask me, how are you doing? It seems like there's something on your mind. <laughs> that could be annoying if somebody doesn't know you and they want to be nosy. That could be annoying, honestly. But if somebody you know and you love and you go, hey, man, there's something, it seems like there's something going on. You see, if you stay disconnected, you don't get the benefit of the blood cells. If you don't stay connected, you don't get the body, the immune system saying, hey, we got you. We're going we're gonna to take care. We're going to take care of you. And then what happens is the white blood cells never come to aid to that person. And their wound will scab over and they'll forever live under the scabbiness of that wound that will never heal. And then they go back to another church. And guess what? Because of that wound that scabbed over that they got four churches ago, they'll come to this church and they say, oh, I got wounded here. I got church hurt. And then you go to the next church. Every church, every church you're going to have church hurt because you were never healed. You never let the white blood cells come to your aid. We are, turn to your neighbor and say, you're perfect for me. My favorite sheep. Barbara's my favorite sheep. You're perfect. Not for you, but for the purpose of Christ who made us in his image for one goal. That every single person here has been given a gift. Every person has been given, not just any gift, a divine gift that's been given from heaven. That's amazing. A gift that God says, I'm going to give you this gift to use. So that means it's a supernatural gift to use. For this body. We got that email? Equipping people? <laughs> Equipping people at RCI. Let's say, yeah, that's a good idea, Melissa. Everybody say it together. Equipping people at rcri.app. Now, I want to see. Now, I don't want to see an email from Linda. Because she's involved in 500 things. I don't want to see an email from any of these people here or any of these people here, and I don't want to see an email from Greg. I want, to see, I want to see an email from somebody who says, you know what? This is my name. This is my passion. You don't know me, but I want to be connected to the body. Now, I want you to give you a piece of advice. Once you start attending small groups, don't look for a small group where you like everybody. Because if you go to a small group where you like everybody, that means that everybody there is just like you, and that would be boring. And you're not growing. Go somewhere where there's two or three people in that group where you're like... Oh, I can't stand them. Pour them a cup of coffee, sit down, and talk about the things of Jesus. Because remember, the church, is not, the church is not for you. The church is for the people that are not here. We are perfect for each other for His purpose, His mission, His kingdom. And we come together. So if you feel disconnected, and if you are here today, you feel like, ah, you know what, I'm an introvert. And, yeah, you took all the personality tests. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. You're this, you're that, you're that, you're this. But, you know, you've made it about you. And you're looking for an ice cream flavor that will fit you when it's not about you. It's about Christ. And this is what we do. We equip people for the work, for the work 
of the kingdom. We equip people for the work of Christ. And what a beautiful way to end today by taking communion. One body. One Christ. One Lord. We are perfect for each other. Thank you for listening. Tony Paolo is the lead pastor of Restoration Church. If you would like more information, go to restorationchurchri.com.